Welcome to the Mountain Brook Schools podcast. My name is Dickie Barlow. I'm superintendent of Mountain Brook Schools. And today we have the guest, our guest are Phil Black, architect from the high school, um, and Philip Holly, principal of the high school. And guys, thank you for being here with us. We're just going to talk about the high school and the construction project and facilities at the high school and just kind of where we are and where we're going with all the things that are happening at the high school. And so um, I'll start off with a little kind of brief history of what took place at the high school. And Phil, actually, it was your architectural firm that did the audit some, I want to say, five, six years ago now. It's where we, it's Yeah, so we were uh, looking at the future and seeing, okay, what do we need to do with our schools? All of our schools are over 50 years old. And so, and we had gone through the Great Recession and where we didn't have any money, so as we were starting to come out, the board said, hey, come on, let's go ahead and dream and see what we need to do. And so your architectural firm came beside us and did an audit of all our schools. And what the turning point for me was when we were at the high school and um, one of your associates, um, Richard Symington at the time said, uh, well, we can fix these hallways in the high school, but um, but it would be cheaper to tear them down and build new buildings. And I just, that blew me away. So let's start off with that. How, how <laughs> well, is that possible? You know, an architect probably doesn't get a lot of business by recommending tearing something down. But, um, <laughs> but it, from a, just a value and dollar spent standpoint, it was the best decision to recommend. And um, because what was there was state of the art in 1968, but mm-hmm. it has long since outlived its service life and to it would be throwing good money after bad to try and improve those buildings beyond what they were capable of yeah i yeah i I get that and philip i mean the echo down those hallways you know (laughs) it's it's pretty it's it's really kind of difficult for some teachers to teach because you have a loud loud teacher next to you there's no insulation is there no (laughs) none whatsoever so (laughs) anything that's being said in one room carries over one maybe even two classrooms um i always joke with teachers and say you know be glad that i never taught up at the high school since i was at the junior high because i would have probably bothered everybody about three rooms in every direction (laughs) so So you're a loud talker yeah just a little bit (laughs) (laughs) so anyway after we did the assessment or what we called an audit um, we got the principal, and we hired architects, and you won the job at the high school, and then we had uh, two other architects, one at the junior high and one for the um, uh, elementary schools. But you two got together with teachers and lots of people at the high school. And, Philip, just talk about what some of the needs were at the high school at that time. Sure. So, like Phil said a minute ago, back when the school was built, it was state-of-the-art. Um, now what we've realized is the classrooms are – they just need to be updated uh, sound-wise, just teaching space, um, but at the same time keeping the feel of the school and the culture that, that has been built over, you know, 50-something years. Um, but definitely the updated spaces. The, the teachers were wanting bigger classroom spaces. We also – Phil and I realized like we need more classroom spaces uh, where you know expanding and growing and um, and that has become a big need for us 
Yeah, and teaching has changed since, believe it or not, since 1968, too. Um, (laughs) Just a little. The the strategies, pedagogy, all that has changed to where before, you know, when I was in high school, uh, uh (laughs) um, (laughs) you never worked in small groups. That was called Mm. cheating. Mm. And here, you know, here we're collaborative all Mm. the time, and um, it's not so much what the – the teacher says, but, you know, the goal of the teacher is facilitate work so students learn, not so much that the teacher performs. It's more about student performance now, mm-hmm. which changes the whole classroom, doesn't mm-hmm. it? It does. And, you know, we even realized our robotics program is growing that, you know, in the past, w- that wasn't the case. We need a space for robotics. Our business program is growing tremendously, and we needed expanded space for that. Uh, so, so incorporating all that into the new building design was was really important, um, mm-hmm. along with what you said of just updating the classroom spaces that would facilitate more collaborative work, students working together, um, and being able to do that effectively. Yeah, we, we used the audit as our guide to kind of work our way into the design, the conversation with the users, um, and and we found out during the audit that the classrooms were all undersized by about 15%. Wow. So right off the get-go, mm-hmm. if we used the same number of classrooms, the building would be 15% bigger. Mm-hmm. The hallways were too narrow, so you add square footage there. The restrooms weren't ADA compliant, so you add. So things that weren't uh, immediately obvious impacted the, the budget and the footprint of the building uh, and then bring in the, the changes in teaching and curriculum and method, methodology. Uh, it was a, an interesting equation to solve yeah. overall. Mm-hmm. Oh, I bet. And especially uh, one thing I think about is the technology of the building. Um, you know, those, those old classrooms, they had two <laughs> outlets. <you know. laughs> That's right. <laughs> and, um, and so, when you know, we're trying to put projectors and computers mm-hmm. and putting a computer in every hand and – having computers being charged up and, you know, whiteboards, uh, all these things that needed electricity at the time, not whiteboards, but everything else. And we had two little outlets over there, mm-hmm. and we were trying to figure out how to make that work. So. That's right. <laughs> I'm always impressed, and I do a lot of school design, and I'm always impressed across the board how teachers and administrative staff make it work. Mm. And so this, this was a really a, a generational opportunity to come into the high school and just offer them a clean slate. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, uh, because of the benefit of the way y'all were able to finance uh, the project, we looked at what you needed to have, your needs and wants, you know, what you would really like to have if you could have it, and then the dream side of it. You know, if, if it were a perfect world, what would we do? And we were actually able to get up to that level with a lot of the components in the design. Oh, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, Phil, you're not new to Mountain Brook. I mean, you've had children that have gone through the high school. And, in fact, our art room, I contribute to you. Um, you were the architect <laughs> of the art room. And for the longest time, so those were the nicest classrooms in the whole school system. And I realized that you designed that when your daughter was an art student, by <laughs> the way. So, it, And she <laughs> lets me know that it was not – uh, she was gone by the time it was completed. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. But so, you know, you've seen the high school in and out, and you um, you know the high school. And so talk about some of your thoughts about not just adding classrooms, but w- your thoughts about how to keep the tradition 
and the, the beauty of the school, of it being a building that was built in the late 60s with this kind of community feel. Well, I think, you know, it's a misconception about Mount Brook that everybody probably has is that y'all have unlimited money, and that's not true. Y'all are very good stewards with the money you, ha- you're, you have budgeted. So uh, we can't just spend money with, uh, without any thought for consequences. And over the years, as we've worked on minor projects here and there in the high school, it's always been driven by, by the, the kind of needs that you needed to take care of. The Black Box Theater was one of those that was a real fortunate uh, uh, expansion of the theater program. Um, and what we tried to do with the new uh, classrooms was to address all the needs of technology and the, what I noticed was, you know, I think that the graduation rate, the number of kids that go on to college mm-hmm. must be in the 90 to 95%. So I think you all see uh, the school as sort of a gateway to the university setting. In some ways, to me, uh, they already kind of have that track in the school. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to kind of reinforce that in terms of design and the, the kind of experience you have as you move through the building. So tell me about, um, you've got this, uh, and Philip, you can join in on this too, because uh, when you look at the design, you see the, I think, 42 classrooms, Mm -hmm. is it? Mm -hmm. Um, But it's not just about the classroom. You've created this uh, kind of uh, living space right there in the middle of it that is really neat. The mall, you know, is is a traditional part of the school that grandparents that have kids in school probably remember Mm -hmm. when they were in school there. And it's a real cultural focus, uh, kind of the center of activity in the school between classes or off periods. And we didn't want to take away from that, so we actually complemented it and added to it with a, a new space that will open into the existing mall that's actually two stories and has a sort of a stadium seating mm-hmm. configuration. And that is another area for uh, the kids to hang out between classes. It can also be an impromptu place for uh uh, events or you know the Latin Club could do uh, an amphitheater set mm-hmm. up in there, um, and I'm anxious to see how that actually gets implemented by the students and and the you know the the culture of the school as they take it over. Yeah, Philip, yeah, I know I y'all did. talked about that when you know you, you had some student input on what what we needed and everything, and when when these teachers and students and administrators when y'all saw the design, what what do you think it's going to look like when it It's going to be great. Um, You know, going back to what Phil said, uh, definitely having to keep them all, you know, because that is the centerpiece of the school and it's just, it's just part of our culture. So keeping that, but what's so exciting about Spartan Commons, which is the new space is it, it ties into that and you still have that feel. The students are so excited. You know, we have renderings up where it's going to be. Um, of what the building's going to look like. And they have asked, what's going to be behind this wall? And when we talk about it, they get so excited. Um, <laughs> they're excited about, you know, being able to have that stadium seating area that, that ties into the mall, keeps the feel of the school. Um, but, you know, an expanded space that can be used, not just for students to hang out during their free period, but like Phil said, like, the you know, Latin club or Latin classes could use that. We could have if we have small parent meetings after after school, uh, we could have it in, in that space. Mm-hmm. So it, I, I think it it gives us the ability, the flexibility to have meetings in different places. It gives the students some more space to hang out and, uh, 
in between classes. It's it's really exciting. It's going to be great. Yeah, I'm excited about seeing mm -hmm. it. Well, speaking of seeing it, I drive by every day, and <laughs> I, I actually have that app on my phone where I can look and see the progress of all of our projects. And so that's one of the things I do every day is look at that. Um, so tell us where we are, Phil. On well, you know, it's under construction, and Stone Building is the contractor on the project, and they've done a really good job getting – out of the ground literally and even with the you know heavy amount of rain we've had this right. late summer uh they've been able to maintain the schedule and you know we're we have some uh, bookends we we really didn't want to get started until classes were out in may and we want to have it ready for next fall for the first phase where we'll uh put online these 43 classrooms in spartan commons uh so it's a delicate uh, orchestration for schedule between the contractor and of course the school administration has, has done terrific work making room for us with uh, the classrooms we took out of service yeah so it's uh it's you know a lot of work's going on out there every day mm -hmm. and I would invite I, I would tell people to drive by but actually you can't <laughs> drive by in the <laughs> yeah, back everything's right. closed up but you can <laughs> peek over the fence and see what's going on right um but so you mentioned something interesting. You you used the word phase, and so we're use, doing phase one right now. Um, tell us what phase one is and what phase two is. Well, if anyone is familiar with the high school, the um, uh, as of last year, uh, we there were three wings there: the 100 wing, the 200, and the 300 wing were separate uh, one-story uh, structures built in the 60s. Well, today the 200 and 300 wings are no longer there, and in place is a new uh, footprint for a new two-story structure that'll occupy uh, the 43 classrooms in the Spartan Commons. 100 Wing is still in service and occupied. We actually had to take two classrooms out of there for uh, just the space, but it stays in service until the end of this year, school year, and we'll tear it down and it'll create space to expand the band area, actually build a new band room and the old band room will become a, a jazz ensemble and, and dance studio. It'll have a, a sprung floor for, for dance, as well as a new uh, counselor suite mm -hmm. that um, will provide offices for that. Okay, great. So, Philip, mm -hmm. i got a number of questions about that. All right. So, and Phil and Philip, <laughs> y'all can answer this one together. Why not just knock all three wings down at the same time? I'm sure it would probably save costs and all that kind of stuff. But So, why don't you just... Wipe it I'm going to let the principal yeah, you want me to go one. first? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we were really glad that we didn't knock all three down. What that allowed us to do was uh, undergo construction during the school year and not have to have any portables. So we still have the classrooms in the 100 hall that we can use as instructional space. And, uh, and that was great in saving that money and being able to put that back into the project. Uh, so I'm very grateful <laughs> that we were doing this in two phases and not knocking all three down at one time. I think it would have put much more of a strain on the on us this school year if we had gone that route. Well, and the and the portables would have to have gone somewhere. You know, none of the schools in the system have a lot of open land around them. The high school is probably the most hamstrung from a space standpoint. Mm -hmm. So we would have had to take the upper soccer field out of service probably. Mm -hmm. um, and that wouldn't be a popular decision. And it would be <laughs> about three or $400,000 that you would basically uh, expend just for the portable classrooms that you would never get that money back. Yeah. So, uh, and that was, I think, really through the efforts of the high school to figure out how to uh, 
you know, replace these teachers in their classes without having to do portable classrooms. And keeping the 100 wing in service was was part of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Philip, mm-hmm. how do you how did y'all do that? I mean, how did you keep everything going? And and by the way, how is it going? Just the flow of the school because there are a lot of moving parts when you talk about a high school. Oh so. yeah. Um, so I have to give credit to Carrie uh, Busby and Jeremy Krieger, our two assistant principals, for figuring out a room use chart, basically, of all the open rooms each period and who could go where. We're using every available space we have, the Cage Club, the Black Box Theater. Um, I think the only space we have kept open during the day is the Fine Arts Center just as a space for teachers to go if they need to, you know, find a quiet space. Um, They they did a phenomenal job of figuring that out. And so we have teachers that are floating uh, to different rooms all during the day. And that's a challenge mm-hmm. um, for anybody that's listening that has ever taught and floated. It, it's it's difficult to do, but our right, teachers. Let me stop are, you yeah. for a second. Huh? So that's a technical term, floating. Oh yeah. <laughs> do I need to explain? Yeah, I want yeah. you to explain what that means. So so floating means <laughs> you do not have a dedicated room. So I might be in room 103, first period, and second period I've got to go to room 526. And then third period, I go to room 402. So you just kind of float from room to room. Yeah, um, yeah and some people will say, well, what's the big deal of that? But when teachers are ooh. teaching, they have all their stuff with them. They have to plan mm-hmm. accordingly. And if you can have the same room, you, you're ready to go for the next period. And our right. teachers are really creatures of habit, and they also are very efficient with their time because mm-hmm. – They've run their whole life by a bell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some right. people in the business world don't understand that. They kind of feel like, <laughs> you know, they go and I have a meeting at 10. I met, might have one at 11, mm-hmm. but it might be a little bit late. That's not the way school works, no. is it? No, <laughs> no. but our, our teachers have been phenomenal so far this year in making it work mm-hmm. and uh, making the best out of a challenging situation. And uh, it's it's going really well. The students are doing a great job. At times, it's almost like if you didn't see the the part of the mall that was boarded up, um, you wouldn't even know that there was construction going on. Yeah. And part of that's intentional. We, we're trying to minimize the disruption with the school as mm-hmm. much as we can, and we've the contractors got instructions on maintaining exits so that uh, for fire drills or for emergencies, those exits are, are still accessible and, um, and trying to keep the disruption to a minimum. Yeah, and I— I'll just add to that. I think Phil's group and Stone and Brassfield and Gorey have just done a an outstanding job of minimizing the disruptions. I'm mm-hmm. very thankful for that. Uh, that they check in with us regularly if there's anything they can do, and and I think it's really that's been a big part of the smooth transition into the school year under major construction. Well, we even have dead periods. We call it on the schedule where it, for uh, mm-hmm. ACT testing mm-hmm. or uh, other test periods the contractor goes dark. Basically, mm-hmm. they, they shut everything down that's going to make any noise uh, during those days that are it's, you know needs to be quiet around the school. Yeah. I guess that's a little bit different um, as far as an architecture uh, ar- architect when you're working with schools versus a, a business somewhere. You have to consider those type of things, don't you? You do, and, and I think that's been kind of a, the, the handshake we've had with the school administration and the contractor but before the project started to make sure we had all those sort of things ironed out. Mm-hmm. You can't anticipate every detail, but we try to get most of that uh, up front so they, it goes smoothly during the year. Mm-hmm. 
Well, let me just say we're, we're super appreciative of mm-hmm. that and the fact that you all think that way and that your group, um, the B group, feels, you know, t- takes that in consideration um, as well as Pressfield and Corey and Stone. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's just communication is key to everything and the way that y'all been communicating. And I know that y'all meet weekly. Um, I'm very thankful for that. All right, so last question, and then we'll get out of here. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, uh, William's in the box going, all right, let's wrap <laughs> this thing up, guys. Um, so uh, so in a year or maybe a l- little bit more than a year, um, everything will be through. What what's this, What benefit will uh, Mount Brook High School receive from all this construction? You want me to go first? Please, please go. <laughs> I, it's just, I mean, the, the I don't even know where to begin about what the benefits are. I mean, the, between the updated spaces uh, for teachers, uh, giving an expanded area for students, uh, increasing the traffic flow of, of the building, giving our band, which you know, a, a space to, you know, our band's growing. And so it's going to give them a space to continue to grow, which is wonderful. It gives the the Dorians uh, a, a place to have a dedicated practice space. Um, the counselors, you know, the, the the role of counselors is is beginning to increase in what they need to do. So giving them a new space and an expanded space to do that, it, it's just it's going to be amazing. Business and expanded space. I mean, I could go on and on. It's 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 going to be incredible what it's going to do for just the feel of the school, the culture of the school, and and allow us. I think we already do a wonderful job, but I think it's going to allow all of us at the high school to to do an even better job in, in an updated space. Yeah, and I'll add to that too, if you if mm-hmm. if I can, in the sense that you know, edu- I've said this at the very beginning: education is changing, and the way we educate our children is not the way we did in 1968. Um, it is more collaborative, but it's also we don't believe that learning stays within the four walls of a classroom. And because of the technology and the space and the way that the flow of that school and outside of that school with the technology, there will be just a number of things that we can do to help educate our students that are not locked in room 103 mm-hmm. or something like that. And um, with the way the school is right now, that's, that's not possible for us to do. Mm-hmm. It's a limited space. And so, uh, Phil, anything you want to add to that before we Well, I know when we, when we were – trying to format the classroom uh, layout and uh, talk with you all about opportunities and a long, long view of everything. Again, back to the idea that there's no open land that's level that's not used for an athletic field or parking lot. Um, We saw an opportunity to expand the second floor of this new building out over that back drive Mm -hmm. above the ball fields. That would have been your one opportunity to do that. And you all saw that and, and made the decision to, to make that uh, happen. And that's given you all a lot of growth potential. It's also created a space that you don't have now for collaboration, um, you know, informal gathering places for the students. So mm-hmm. that was a really, mm-hmm. really good decision to make. Yeah, and I think those rooms right there, those, th- those rooms are gonna be fought over. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> As you look over to, uh, you know, um, 459 and the, the fields, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful view. Mm-hmm. And so uh, there's going to be a lot of conversation about who <laughs> That's right. Room. That's right. <laughs> I might even consider moving my office up there. <laughs> I don't think business would yeah. like that. 
Well, Phil from B Group and um, Philip from Mount Brick High School, thank you guys both for your time and your service. And I know this is a, quite a strain on both of you, but also a joy at the same time because Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. there will be a uh, there'll be a day that this all comes to an end. And let me just go ahead and say that you know um, with this tax increase. Um, this is not the only thing that we'll do with the high school. There will be things that will, we will continue. To, we'd said this was a six to sixteen-year project, and so mm-hmm. it's just fortunate that we were get we were able to do the majority of it um, in the first two years mm-hmm. of this. So, thank you guys for your hard work, and we look forward to having more updates soon. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.